three, two, one. Let's go. This is the Pick 4 Podcast. I'm your host, Mark. I drive the bus. Um, but uh, much like a uh, 12-year-old juvenile delinquent who broke out of the facility and has stolen a school bus, I'm in the bus, I'm driving it, I don't know where I'm going or what I'm doing, but I'm going to figure it out as I go. I mean, it's, I'm in a uh, somewhat of a shame spiral here. I tried real hard to uh, come up with ideas for this week's episode, and I had one that I worked on for a few days, uh, for like Sunday and Monday. Um... And I, I couldn't quite get it put all together. Um, I could only come up with about half of of the answers that I had posed the question to myself, if you can do that. Um, and then, so I, I wasn't real happy with, with how things had gone. And then... The events of January 6th, 2021 occur. Uh, I probably spent, I don't know, five or six hours total um, on Twitter and Facebook yesterday. Looking at uh, yesterday's storming of the castle. Um the insurgency at uh, the U.S. Capitol. So I'm going to go ahead. I I feel like if I don't get it out, it's going to bother me, and I'm not going to be able to get over this hump. Um, So I'm going to break my own person. It was really rule number one from the beginning because I started this back in October, right, you know, leading up to the the elections. Uh, I'm going to talk about politics today. I'm not proud that I'm going to do it. Um, I'm going to like hate myself uh, the entire time and probably even when I'm when I'm finished. Uh, but I got to get it out. Um, Facebook last night was. Uh, I don't have a lot of people that I really engage with politically on Facebook because it's so right wing it has become a whole a whole right wing mess typically uh people either engage or ignore it altogether and those that do engage it's exhausting um twitter on the other hand comes from a completely other end of the spectrum it's more to my political leanings as any of you who who know me personally um i am much more left of center than your average 45-year-old white Texas male. Um, Some of that's by, most of that is by choice. Um, The the following things on Twitter, Twitter is so much more real-time oriented than any of the other major social network platforms facebook you know their algorithms you don't get a genuine timeline out of it um 
you know, you get things from from people that posted uh, something four hours ago and then 10 minutes ago and then three days ago and then 16 minutes ago. So it's hard to keep a good timeline. Twitter, you can, you can set it up and maybe you can on Facebook. I, I just don't know how to do it because I don't like Facebook. Um, Twitter, you can set your timeline so that you, you see tweets and events happen uh, in sequential order in, in real timely fashion so everything got super rowdy yesterday afternoon um i good grief the the majority of the time was spent on twitter because i have it set so i can get a real-time information and b information from places that i trust other than just um what many of you will argue you know leftist lamestream media uh, the majority of the stuff I find on Twitter and follow and participate in on Twitter is uh, middle of the road uh, news outlets or even foreign news outlets so that you're not getting hometown influence there. Uh, Al Jazeera, Reuters, Wall Street Journal, which I still think has pretty good integrity here in the States. Uh What's the other one? IT, what was it called? ITV, I can't remember the name. I just found that one recently. Um, and then I follow the, the, the major um, network news outlets and the, the reporters that work for them, respectively. Um, I don't participate in Fox-oriented stuff because I think they purposely lean the opposite direction. Um think of that whatever you will this is going to turn a bunch of y'all off if you don't want to listen that's great but i i have to do this or i'm i'm not going to be able to think of anything else for the next day or two um what i'll do i will i just came up with four observations from yesterday to the i'm recording this thursday it'll be re- published friday so good friday morning afternoon evening Um, I'm going to give you four observations from 6 January, 2021. Uh, Number four, blatantly obvious, but the U.S. Capitol, the building and the personnel themselves were grossly ill-prepared. Um, as of, uh, it was roughly 4 p.m.-ish Central Standard Time. The U.S. Capitol Police Chief uh, went ahead and resigned at the uh, behest of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Uh, Somebody had to fall on the sword for it. Um, I don't think that (laughs) you can completely hold against those officers who were on the grounds and really trying to toe the line. Uh, They were, A, not prepared equipment-wise. They weren't prepared number-wise. And the reason there aren't more dead people today is they were trying not to escalate the situation. Um, 
I do think there could have been a bigger show of force to actually keep people from smashing through the front door. <laughs> um, but it, it's amazing in and of itself that there was only one violence-oriented casualty. Uh, and I still have not seen the the reason why that particular young lady whose name was released earlier today I don't I didn't ever get a good understanding about why she was fired upon to start with um there were three other deaths in the the uh the course of yesterday but th uh, those were not re directly related to violent acts those were uh, medical emergencies of another uh, form, another way, shape, or form. Um, part of why the police chief has resigned is three days prior, he was asked specifically if he needed, now this is from uh, the Pentagon actually, the Pentagon asked him if he needed National Guard troops at the the building and he flatly refused then even as events began to unfold yesterday FBI agents were offered strictly as a, like a numbers backup as the crowd sort of uh, it became obvious that they were about to advance upon the front door uh, not like up the steps, but as they were leaving the rally, uh, they could have had a handful or more of FBI agents on scene, and he refused those too. So, yeah, sorry, guy. Um, I didn't write his name down. I just saw a handful of tweets that were associated with it. Uh, you know, how could you not see something like this coming and if you couldn't see it coming how could you not be prepared in case it happened anyway like isn't that the whole idea of uh you know armed crowd control to begin with like the presence sort of uh helps settle some uh some high emotions but if 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 those guys aren't visible then what's to slow them down to start with like once they started up the steps um it was sort of inevitable that they were going to get in the building i think and there's lots of speculation that you know the the police were in on it they escorted them through the front door i know that's how it appears and it's easy from uh a political perspective to label it that way. I really think they were just trying not to get smashed themselves. Um, on, it was either Sunday or Monday, the Proud Boys, um, lots of them, had made their way to D.C. There were already some skirmishes between Proud Boy groups and D.C. Metro Police um, to the point that uh, 
the current leader, uh, what is his, Enrique Tario, was arrested for a firearm possession and for burning a Black Lives Matter flag. I, I don't understand the arrest on the flag burning, but not that I care that it said Black Lives Matter. If you want to burn a flag, burn a flag, and that's whatever. A flag is a piece of material. It does not represent your patriotism. Uh, they arrested him for that. He spent uh, an evening in jail, arraigned the next morning. Um, the charges amounted to a misdemeanor, which I've heard he's a, a felon, so I don't understand how having a firearm on your person if you're a felon didn't warrant him staying in jail any longer. But anyway, he was released and basically uh, banished from, from D.C. until his next court date. So he went home. And then for some reason, uh, we pretend like I didn't see or hear anything about Proud Boy involvement yesterday. Now, because of that, I'm not naive enough to believe that Enrique Tario gets arrested. All of the other Proud Boy members there in town were like, oh, man, that sucks. We got to go home now. Let's don't kid ourselves. Now, I, I am also not naive enough to believe that there aren't or, or weren't experienced um, violent riot instigators there in the crowd. I'm not, I'm not going to label them uh, Antifa because I really think those two entities at their core, could not bring themselves to uh, agree on, any, on anything, much less a, an outward exhibition hand-in-hand hand like we ended up with. Uh, I don't believe that's the case. I think your, your instigators from yesterday were probably uh, plenty of QAnon supporters, uh, Proud Boy members, uh, there's, you know, people who are dyed in the wool, red supporters, um, will tell you that those guys were Antifa members dressed as Trump supporters. I, I'm not buying that for a second. Uh, the, the most recognizable of yesterday's, uh, gathering of buffoons there. At the front door was uh, the dude with uh, the buffalo horn hat and his face painted and uh, shirtless and tattoos. Um, there was a, a picture that made its way around Twitter yesterday. I couldn't find the originals. The, the best I could find was uh, someone who had, had tweeted it out, but I, I don't think that's where the picture itself originated from. But it was a picture of this dude. Um, same getup on, face paint, hat, all that mess. Um, at the Capitol yesterday, as he's like in the chamber. And then a side-by-side -side of one where he is. They labeled it as being at a BLM rally. Uh, so the argument was, 
look, this guy is an experienced um, either Antifa member or BLM supporter. Uh, and here's this photo. And the photo itself is only from uh, about his chest up, and it's from a little ways back. You can tell that they're, they're the same dude. But the photo has been cropped so that what he's holding in his left hand in the photo is not visible. So you get the side-by-side of him at D.C. Uh, you, you, and the NDC and the other photo is uh, at this route. I want to say he's from Arizona. I don't know if that's where this particular photo had come from originally, though. So the lady who had tweeted this out, uh, staunch um, Republican supporter, um, said, you can't tell me that uh, this guy is a legitimate Trump supporter. Like, he's BLM, he's Antifa, however you want to label him. This is all fake. Okay, so you poke around. People on the internet, they're slick. Um, <laughs> you put somebody's picture out like that. Uh, there, there's going to be lots of uh, other stuff that, that pops up along the way. Okay, so once you un- get to uh, some investigative stuff poking around, the Arizona, shoot, I can't remember what it's called, but it, it's a news service. Um the dude is from Arizona, and he is a known QAnon member, 4chan supporter. Um, the sign that is cropped out of the previous uh, photo at the alleged BLM rally actually says, Q sent me. Uh, but we don't see that unless you poke around a little. So this, uh, the narrative that the media wants to steer things one direction is a two-way street. Um, the lady who tweeted it out originally, I don't think she's an actual journalist. I think she's just somebody who has a pronounced Twitter following or, or po- I don't know. I didn't recognize her name and I, did, I didn't care. So I was just trying to find out what I needed to find out and I did. So, Buffalo Horn Dude was bad news. Uh, who knows what, if he's Proud Boy, if he's QAnon. I don't know if QAnon has meetings or not. Uh, you know, you're probably not supposed to say that out loud. Antifa meetings, you know, no, those don't really happen, and we talk about them every week that you shouldn't bring it up. Of course, that's a joke. I'm just kidding. But you see the point I'm trying to make. All right, I'm already getting long-winded here. Let's let's move on to, uh, okay, so number four, the Capitol building was not ready. Sidebar, uh, are there all, and I have not, I put this out last night, and I did never get an answer. I don't know for sure one way or the other. Are there always gas masks at the ready? underneath the seats of the uh, chamber houses because that was like the immediate response once everybody got in and they deployed the tear gas was um, use the gas masks that are found under your seats. Are they there all the time or were they there preemptively? I, I haven't got an answer from that. If you know, let me know. All right, so number three. Observation three. Kudos to 
those Republican Party members, be it senators or House reps, who had the sand to not give in to the bullshit and actually say, we're about to certify this, let's move on. Um, good old, uh, those of you from the Lubbock area remember one Tommy Tuberville? <laughs> Uh, the current uh, office, uh, they they wasted no time in trying to, to rein him on to the, the train here. There was audio released. <laughs> this is what we're dealing with. Rudy Giuliani thought he was calling Tommy Tuberville to get him to be one of the objectors. Now, part of the, the audio... Uh, as he's talking to what he thinks is Tommy Tuberville. It is not, by the way. It was another senator, and the other senator thought this was stupid enough that he released it. (laughs) So, Rudy, wake the fuck up, buddy. Okay, so they... Giuliani is trying to leave... He is leaving them a message, but he's telling him, look, all you have to do is buy us time. Not... Look, here's the evidence that we have. These things are happening in states X, Y, and Z. It was literally, look, just object enough that you buy us time so that we can raise issues. Not that we can raise evidence. Not that we can present evidence of widespread voter fraud to the Supreme Court, to a federal judge. To, you know, to whomever. That was not the case. <laughs> All he was trying to do was bullshit his way. Convince Tommy Tarboville, the new guy. Hey, come under the dragon's wing. It's warm under here. Do this for us. We'll pay you back in the end. Uh, that message never made it to Tommy Tarboville, even though he was one of the objectors yesterday. So, yeah, Alabama, you s- should have known what you were getting into. Um, John Cornyn said earlier in the week um, that he would not participate in this. Kudos to him. I don't say that very often, um, particularly after Brisket Gate a couple of weeks ago. Um, if you don't know what that is, just Google John Cornyn Brisket and you'll get the full, the full story. Um, he thinks the best brisket he's ever had being a senator in Texas uh, comes from his wife's oven. It is not smoked at all. Fat is trimmed off completely at one point after it sits in the refrigerator. Uh, this is the biggest circus about a, bris- a brisket I've ever seen. Anyway, besides that, he openly said, look, I'm not going to participate in that mess. Uh, this is dumb. Let's certify this election and move forward. Uh, Ted Cruz, on the other hand, who is a spineless, gutless, uh, yellow waste of space, was sort of the ringleader. Um, uh, It saddens me that Texans continually think that Ted Cruz has Texans' best mind or, or best interest in mind. Um, 
He does not. How many Texans do you know who would allow um, another man to openly and publicly insult their wife and really just not have a backbone about it, just take it? And not only did he just take it, he then became uh, one of the right-hand men in the last four years of President Trump's political bullshit. Uh, Ted Cruz got close there uh, two years ago. We thought Beto O'Rourke was going to catch him. I don't know that that was a great idea either, but I was, uh, I'm was i in the camp of anyone other than Ted Cruz. That's an argument that comes up uh, a lot lately after the federal elections is, um, you know, Joe Biden has gathered the number of votes he has, not because people support him, but because people dislike President Trump. Uh, Yes, that's the way it works. You can cast a vote based on that. Uh, Part two of that equation is, how do you think he ended up in the presidency in 2016? Uh, He gathered plenty of votes a large percentage uh, because people refuse to vote for Hillary Clinton. So it's a, again, it's a two-way street, but they don't bring that part up. That part doesn't serve them well. Uh, Observation number two, three in the list. Number two, as I'm ranking them here. Unfortunately, For as bad as yesterday got, uh, it's not done. And I don't mean um, this uh, particular election certification now inauguration cycle. I think we're finally to the end of that. I'm talking about uh, it has set the stage for things to come. So if 2020, you know, the, the phrase that was tossed around a lot, like it or not, was this is sort of how life is. It's, it's a new normal. So the mass, social distancing, quarantine, uh, it was going to be normal for a while, a way of life for a while. Uh, guess what? Everything that's happened, particularly over the course of the last three months, um, this this is the new playbook, sadly. Um, election fraud, uh, fake news, big tech, um, you know, Section 230. This is going to be the, ugh, the, the rallying cry for avid Republican supporters. I don't like using the term right wing. I don't think that's fair. Um, Same way as I don't like using left wing going the other direction. I don't think that's fair. Uh, But for those really dyed in the wool, yeah, I can't stand the liberals, uh, Republicans, 
election fraud is going to be the claim. Um, what I'm afraid of is they're going to have to look, this is either going to like, we'll either have to put up with this every election cycle or somebody's going to have to come up with a fucking brilliant plan about uh, nationalizing v voting processes. Um, I hate it, but it may come down to actual voter ID cards with um, photos, with thumbprints with if fuck i don't know something um again i'm driving the bus but i don't know where i'm going here um if if you don't do that then we're we're gonna go through this every time something gets close because the the playbook has been written like you can cry foul you can continue to cry foul after uh, how many lawsuits failed was it, it it's around 60 now um you know two supreme court requests were denied countless uh, other federal judges have refused to um accept cases um hear evidence whatever you uh, however it's labeled in in legal terms because there is no evidence they never could any of these lawsuits never produced any viable evidence of large-scale voter fraud i'm not telling you there is zero voter fraud that's not what i'm saying don't misunderstand but voter fraud at this large scale uh, election swaying these huge numbers there is no there's no evidence whatsoever it's uh and you can tell me all you want to you know this number on the news was at at two million five hundred thousand and then they cycled through the bottom and it suddenly like 500,000 votes disappeared. 500,000 votes don't disappear. Sometimes, believe it or not, media outlets fuck up their uh, graphics. Believe it or not. Sometimes words are misspelled. Sometimes numbers are in the wrong places. That doesn't mean the votes disappeared. That means that graphic was incorrect. Let, let's turn loose of widespread, you know, millions of votes were fraudulent. We have to let that shit go. If you want to reform it from this point forward, you better hurry up. Because uh, it will take, I don't know if you could have it ready by the next federal election. Um being 24 I, I don't know that you could get that done in four years and we got a vaccine done in nine months i don't know that you could, <laughs> you could uh across the board standardize 
federal uh, election voting. I don't, I don't think you could do it. So, Texans, especially because Texas seems to lead the way in uh, voter oppression. Sorry to say it. Uh, get ready for enhanced photo ID. Get ready for longer lines at polls. Uh, they're going to make it as hard as they can to vote. That's sort of uh, end of discussion there. All right, number one. What did we expect? I'm going to go through this uh, list, list of stuff here. Um, Donald Trump was an inexperienced TV celebrity. The first public office he ever held was the President of the United States. Okay. How he got elected, yeah, you know, there's plenty of political scientists who could tell you, you know, swing voters in states X, Y, and Z, and lower middle class white Republican voters had felt neglected, and, you know, you've heard all the stories and follow those already. I don't have to tell you that. You gotta like it. Um, in 1973, he and his father, who were the uh, majority owners in their real estate company, uh, were sued by the Department of Justice for violations against the Fair Housing Act of 1968. Uh, for if the Department of Justice is bringing suit against you, this is not a like a one-time accidental. Oh, I misunderstood this rule, this rule, this rule. It's a it's a bad deal. Uh, President Trump had never been responsible to anyone other than himself or his family for his entire life and career. He has never had to work for someone else. Now, there, there's a, an element of that that you can admire that, you know, um, if you want to call it. He is not self-made. Let's don't mislabel it. Um, his dad made a ridiculous amount of money. Uh, Donald stepped into that. That's fine. That's the way the world works. But he's never had a boss, per se. So he's gone his whole life uh, being able to tell other people what to do typically without those other people having recourse. Uh, he is famously combative and obnoxious. You can watch that through the decades on TV before he ever got to the office. He spent four years or more spreading misinformation and untruths. I did not say he lied. I'm saying... I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he was misinformed. Maybe he didn't understand the entire truth. Um, but you can't go four full years saying the things he has said 
rallying the troops, because it's really what it boiled down to. Like, this is a, a whirlwind of activity that led up to yesterday. So did we did we really think that he and the people who adamantly support him, that's something else I'm fixing to get into, were just going to gracefully and respectfully bow out and step down? Did we really expect that? Bottom line. I wasn't... Like, for, for as, as chaotic as yesterday was, I was not shocked. And I think that speaks, um, uh, and I, I'm sure that's not, I'm not the only one who felt that way. You know, raise your hand if you're listening, if you were genuinely shocked that yesterday took the turn it did. And if you're raising your hand, this is me looking at you with side eyes as if to say, come on, really? Um, this It's the end to what has, has been boiling for four years and particularly the last 10 months. Now, I say all of this. This is going to be hopefully the only political podcast I ever have to spit out because I feel gross right now doing it and if you don't if you don't know me well enough to know already clearly I am not a Donald Trump fan and I have said his more his name more today in this recording than I have in the last four years I made a point uh, four years ago that I wasn't gonna say his name particularly in social media platforms any more than I absolutely had to. Before today, you could probably count the number of times I've uttered his name on my fingers. Uh, that is because I think the recognition uh, is what what he and the office sort of strive to achieve. Now, and saying that, I mean... They subscribe to uh, the idea that um, no news is bad news, and bad news is better than none news. So if you can keep your name at the top of the headlines on a daily basis, then you you in your mind are, are winning. Uh, about the time that we had the... Uh, what was his name? Steve Scaramucci. The story uh, got out that, you know, in some cabinet meeting, he <laughs> referred to somebody else as a, a cocksucker. And uh, th the morning I saw that, I thought, man, this is a why is this news? And B. Uh, like it felt really contrived in, in all honesty. If we can, if we can make just, if there's nothing going on to make a headline, let's make our own. Okay, Steve, you call Gary a cocksucker this morning, and will somebody will leak that to uh, one of the correspondents? That'll be the news for the day. Come on. Now the other part of this equation that I hinted that I was going to get at is I I don't understand how. 
grown adults who, for the most part, manage their, their own lives on a daily basis, how you can openly um, idolize, that's what it boils down to, idolize another grown adult. Like, you ought to be proud of what you do on a daily basis uh, to take care of yourself, to take care of your family. You need to idolize your own business. Quit worrying about what, and then this is not exclusive to the, to the president. This goes across the board. Uh, nothing makes me crazier than to see, say for instance, you go watch a Texas Tech football game. You walk into the stadium, you see grown adult men wearing jerseys of 19 and 20 year old kids whom they don't personally know. Uh, like, how can you worship somebody like that? Like, if you're if you're a grown up, you need to wear your own jersey. Quit worrying about. Quit idolizing other grown adults. You can be a fan of. You can appreciate their work, but the. Ugh, the the blind loyalty admiration however you want to label it for the president for a handful of celebrities you know pick one and there's always going to be some ungodly fan club pro athletes college athletes the the one jersey i had was a Pat Tillman jersey. Pat Tillman was the safety for the Arizona Cardinals uh, who quit playing football and enlisted in the military after 9-11. It's an Army Ranger who uh, was killed by friendly fire. I had a Pat Tillman jersey for a long time. But even at, at that, uh, up until it was probably two or three years ago, I gave it to... My son, I gave it to Ripley, because uh, I didn't, for as awesome as he is and, and what he represents, and I still admire him, I, I was never going to wear it anywhere. It was just going to sit in the closet. It was going to do Ripley more good than it was going to do Mark. Um, adults, be proud of yourself. Work your tail off, do hard work, and be damn proud of it. Quit letting Santa Claus get all the credit for the badass presents. You did that. Santa wants to get credit for socks and underwear. That's fine. You built the damn bicycle. Mom and dad did that. All right. I don't I don't know what I'm doing. Just go ahead, Ty. Ty, go ahead. Ty, go ahead. Take over. Just kidding. Of course, Ty's not here. Hopefully, I'll have a real episode next week with, like, a real live guest. If I and everybody else I know will quit getting sick. I tried to get Landry to come over here. I had a good idea for one. That fell through because he was sick. 
I was sick again earlier this week. It's been ridiculous. It's stupid. I've got an episode ready or that could be ready pretty quickly if uh, my friend Jeremy gets an opportunity to take a breather. He just bought a new piece of property outside of Lubbock, so he's I didn't want to pastor him this week. He's uh, trying to get moved in. Hopefully, we'll be back to normal next week. Fingers crossed. So, th- hopefully, I have not bored you to tears. Hopefully, I have not you know, driven you to want to come burn my house down. Um... We can believe different things and not hate each other. Strangely enough, learn to disagree without being offended. Doesn't mean I'm a bad person. Doesn't mean you're a bad person. Just means we think we should go about the ultimate goal as Americans in a different path. And guess what? It's okay. And if you have to walk a path that you don't agree with, sometimes that's what the sacrifice about, uh, you know, living in America is. You have to give a little. 